the show, Brooke Binkowski. Our audience loved you the last time you joined me, so I wanted to have you back to talk about Nazi homeschoolers and some other things that I think you'll have really great opinions on. So welcome to the show. Thank you. So I want to say this before we get into this. Um, this story was actually brought to my attention, not by Huffington Post or Vice, who now will have articles out on it, but from one of our status quo uh, members, who I'm not going to name, but they are actually sadly related to this individual <laughs> and was shocked when they found out that this person in their family was indeed one of the uh, admins on this uh, dissident homeschool uh, Telegram channel. Now, I have been in this dissident homeschool channel now for a few months back. I didn't think it was in interesting enough to report on, but I suppose now that we know who runs it, it, it is. Uh, you know, it's not crazy that Nazis and neo-fascists and whatnot would want to homeschool their kids. They obviously have problems with, you know, CRT at, at base. They want to change all of their math problems. So instead of it have being a multicultural math problem, it's basically saying that, you know, I, uh, white people have higher IQs than black folks do or whatnot. So they're, they're, they want to indoctrinate their kids from an early age into just accepting these beliefs. And one of the ways to do that is through back-channeling subtly these messages, right, and math problems and whatnot. So what's um, wild about this particular Telegram channel, it does have a lot of, um, I've seen it grow. It's over 2,000 folks that are in that room now, but they've developed their own sort of curriculum that is really targeting, uh, you know, references Adolf Hitler. I'm going to show you some of this stuff as we go through the show, but you'll, you guys are going to see this firsthand how dangerous this is. And I don't think there's anything that can be done to change it because you have a right to homeschool your child within certain parameters um, in each state has different state laws. And these individuals are not really breaking those laws at this point. So just something else to deal with. Um, do you have any opening thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I'm so fucking sick of Nazis. I'm just so <laughs> sick of them. Somebody asked me online, I was going off about this on social media, of course, because I have no other outlet anymore, right? So I'm just going off and somebody goes, oh, so you're against homeschooling? You think homeschooling should be restricted? I'm like, no, I think fucking Nazis should be restricted. I'm right. so sick of them. I'm so sick of fighting them. I'm so sick yeah. of hearing their rhetoric. I'm so sick of them being normalized. I am so fucking sick of them being normalized and i'm so tired of people going well you know they got a point those nazis they got a point like for fuck's sake they now they don't have a point they don't have a point all right let's pull up this vice article and we'll go through some of this and then i'm going to show some folks um some of the items that i've pulled off their telegram chat room all right so um earlier this month while the rest of the country was celebrating the achievements of civil rights leader dr martin luther king jr parents and children in the dissident homeschool network opened a lesson plan and were greeted with the words as Adolf Hitler wrote, and this is true, I have a copy of the lesson plan. That's exactly how it starts. Uh, the contents of the MLK lesson plan would be shocking for almost anyone, but for the members of the twenty-four for the members of the twenty-four hundred member dissident homeschool Telegram channel, this was a regular Monday at school. Uh, it is up to us to ensure our children know him for the deceased, deceitful, dishonest, riot-inciting Negro he actually was. The administrator of the network's Telegram channel wrote alongside a downloadable lesson plan for elementary school children. He is the face of a movement which ethnically cleanses, cleansed white folks out of urban areas and uh, precipitated the anti-white regime that we are now fighting to free ourselves from. This, this is literally what this lesson plan says. I kid you not, folks. 
since the group began in October 2021, it has openly embraced Nazi ideology and promoted white supremacy while proudly discouraging parents from letting their white children play with or have any contact with people other than their own race. Admins and members are use racist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic slurs without shame and quote Hitler and other Nazi leaders daily in a channel open to the public. Vice News joined the group simply by clicking on the link, though the members list is not publicly visible. This is true. Um, they did also have a private chat that they have now shut down, uh, just to clarify. Uh, what's even more disturbing, however, is that the couple who ran, who run the channel are now are not only teaching parents how to indoctrinate their children into this fascist ideology. They're also encouraging them to meet up in real life and join even more radical groups, which could further reinforce their beliefs and potentially push them toward violent action. And um, this is true. One of the things that they've been promoting in this Telegram chat is something called a pool party. Um, so a pool party is just that it's a pool party, but it's only Nazis that go to the pool party and you bring your kids to the pool party and everybody, you know, has a social time and are free to, you know, share their Nazi ideologies without anybody else, uh, you know, discouraging that. So this stuff is definitely bleeding into the real world on top of it. So what this channel does is they're, they're creating these lessons plan, lesson plans and they're putting them up on the channel. So other parents who are doing homeschooling can pull them down and there's, you know, a bunch of these lesson plans and then the other thing that they're doing is they have some sort of agreement with antelope hill publishing house antelope hill is a uh white supremacy publishing house basically they do nazi stuff so if you use their like well they'll do posts like you can use our code on antelope hill to get these kids books right and you go into the antelope antelope hill website you punch in the uh, homeschool dissident code and you get 20% off your order kind of stuff. So there's some crossover things that are happening. So that's uh, that. I want to call in. Can you pull up? Actually, I gave you a bunch of stuff. So I'm going to try to walk you through this. Can you pull up the MLK lesson plan? I think it was a PDF. So we can actually take a look at this. Oh, yeah, there it is. Is that it? Yeah, so... <laughs> So that is that is the 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 face the cartoon face they have on there. That is um they're they're also the uh icon photo for for their uh, Telegram channel. So this is just an example so you guys can see this. So there these are like actual lesson plans PDFs. This one's for Vikings and Viking art actually, not MLK. I think I had a bunch of them in there. So you get the idea of that. Um I also want to play um there was a they had a poem contest. I want to play the winning clarion poem can we play that this is a poem which explains why i'm a nationalist <laughs> it was published in the antelope hill why we fight anthology of poems and stories that are of the same theme and um here it is it's called hero play smile two teeth missing holding up a box of new crayons a first once again just like mama, my darling, here you will sit on a colorful rug at the feet of a smiling lady. She will tell you of brave pilgrims who crossed a stormy sea to carve a wilderness just for you. She will give you paper grocery sacks and teach you to make stiff pilgrim hats. Today, you will play our heroes of yesterday to become the hero of our tomorrow. How was school, my darling girl? Not as you said. We took the paper grocery sacks, 
but cut them into strips. We glued them into paper chains. He pushed them on my wrist. He told me I deserved it. He made me apologize. Mama, pilgrims were not good and brave. They murdered, lied, and colonized. I, the evildoer, the white devil, the bringers of the slaves. Mama, I am not good. I know, I know. I am not brave. Darling, do not worry about this place. It has changed. We will go to someplace else. All right, enough. We, we get the point. <laughs> I changed my so, mind. I hate poetry now. I, I know, right? All, all the poetry, all the joy. A little, there's a little less beauty and joy in this I world. I bet you now. didn't know there was Nazi spoken word in the world. <laughs> oh, I actually did know, and I'm sorry that I did. <laughs> So, you know, this is basically her, basically her saying, like, you know, I send my kids to school and they're told they're the white devil, right? Well, you know, hang on. We have a past that is full of really atrocious things like slavery. And we need to, you know, recognize that. And I don't, that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. But for these folks that are, you know, convinced that there's white genocide going on, that they're convinced that there's a um, biological difference between the races and that there's, you know, this is like, you know, the brainwashing that they want to do these kids is amazing. Yeah, that's how they get them. I mean, that's the only way they can keep this, you know, narrative going, right? You have to get them while they're young. You have to brainwash them. You have to play on their, their insecurities. You have to abuse them so that you have, they have this, you know, memory of trauma. Like it's, it's fucking disgusting, actually, all this stuff. They're being radicalized. I mean, they're being radicalized in the service of a toxic narrative, a toxic exclusionary narrative that's going to end up killing people, which is why they're doing it. Um, and also they want to replace all the good and beautiful writing in the world with their own shitty poetry. And that just cannot stand. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I want to take like a bleach bath or some shit after hearing that. Oh, like, I'm sorry. Aesthetically, like, even but I also th- I think it's important that we hear some of this so we can recognize what we what it is we're actually dealing with. I don't think people quite understand. They think, OK, it's this sort of far off idea. Nazi homeschoolers. OK, that happens. Right. But I think we, as a society, we need to be aware of how bad things are getting. I mean, this yeah. is crazy. This crazy stuff. What, also, I'm sorry. You're probably going to get to this, but I want to make sure that everybody's yeah. aware of this as well. These are the people who are coming for your fucking school boards. These are yes. the people who are doing that bullshit in Santee, which is not too far from where I grew up. It's about two towns over, La Mesa. I'm from East County, San, uh, East County, San Diego, or East San Diego County. I mean, we call it East County around here. And growing up looking like me, uh, made my life very difficult. <laughs> and now it's time to extract the sort of pain I grew up with from the fucking Nazis who brought it to me, right? Um, but yeah, so I became like very aware of what Nazis were doing in that neighborhood, in, in that town that I grew up in, La Mesa, um, because I had to. I had to learn all this shit to protect myself. I mean, I say this all the time. Um, and but, but those same exact people, those same people, not different people, not people who look like them, not people who act like them, but the same exact fucking people right now in San Diego are rolling up to the Santee City Council meetings and going, I don't want no trans people in my YMCA. I mean, it's where they're with Awaken Church. That's the Michael Flynn Church. They're barely, barely whitewashing their rhetoric to get it into the mainstream, and it's working. But those are the fucking people. It's not just people who sound like them. It's not like a lighter version of them. It is those people. Exactly. It is. Everywhere. No, it is those people. But what we're, you're right. So what we're seeing in the telegram is kind of hoods off. 
Yeah. Where they're just being more honest about what they believe. And then what you see them saying in the school board meetings is a little bit more cloaked. But you're right. It's the same group of individuals. And for people that don't, uh, to clarify where Brook, the Brook uh, area is talking about, is a very heavily, um, it's East County, San Diego County in California. And there has always been a lot of Klan's folks there, Peckerwoods, uh, and neo-Nazis. So it is a her- it's an area in California where that sort of thing thrives. So, Yeah. All right, so let's put up, um, Colin, some of the Telegram chat room posts so people can see what. So I took, did some screenshots here of um, some of the posts from the room. So all right, <laughs> so here we go, straight up the top. I'm just going to go down the, the way as he's showing these. So hardcover in my mailbox made my day. We love you, Antelope Hill. So Antelope Hill, again, is the publishing house that is a white supremacist publishing house that they have some sort of deal with. Um this was on uh, 619. Happy Father's Day, gentlemen. One need not be a father to have a father for this day to have profound significance and meaning to all who stand together to oppose our common enemy. And there's a quote there. I'm not going to read it. It's, at, it's Adolf Hitler. Um, then we go over and um, remember the story that we were all told as children about helpless white settlers being saved by peaceful, friendly Indians who taught them everything about uh, agriculture and then the white settlers murdered them for no reason. It's a blatant anti-white lie. <laughs> the uh, real story is that white settlers at Jamestown had been fending off violent Indian attacks over the course of several years and had managed to broker peace, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. So they're, they're revising history to suit this uh, narrative that it's not the white people, folks. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's put up the next group. All right, here we go. So uh, the first is a book that you can buy. <laughs> uh, I know, right? How do you not laugh? The, um, the American Regime by Anonymous January 6th Prisoner. So this is part of the books that they have on there. Um, why they would send that to have a kid read is beyond me. Then we have, like, this is their writing assignment where they're literally writing quotes from Adolf Hitler. Have you seen our cop the have you seen the copy work in our Thanksgiving Day unit study? It's a quote about gratitude to be alive to fight this fight. I I mean I kid you not, folks. You're seeing this. So those poor fucking kids. No, it is. It's tragic. I mean, these kids here's the thing. It, they're gonna grow up believing this stuff is just normal, right? And then they're gonna get to be, you know, an age where they're a teenager and they go have to go out at in some capacity in the real world. And they're going to be shocked at what comes at them. It's really cruel in many ways. I agree with you. I think, um, so then we, oh yeah, the IQ averages PDF. Um, I, I wanted to show this one too. This is another lesson plan. <clears throat> yeah, I know. You got, there we go. Okay, so Mrs. Saxon, by the way, is the, uh, the one that runs, mainly runs this channel. So dissident homeschool unit study about IQ Take a week to explore how IQ is measured and how IQ deviates among different groups of population. All sources have been provided at the end of the document. For the curious child, a few online IQ tests have been linked in this unit study. Keep in mind that online IQ tests are not reliable and young children do not score well on a lot of these tests, blah, blah, blah. So now, I mean, I want to scroll down to this. Um, I, want to, I want to show some of the stuff that's in here, right? So all of this, I want to point out, all of this, Brooke, is outdated race science. None of it's valid. None. Not a single thing in this entire lesson plan is even remotely valid. But um, I want to show this one question that she has. Hang on. There we go. 
So <clears throat> language understanding is tested by asking the person what certain words mean or what synonym can be used for a specific word. An example, which word means the same or about the same as caprice? And then you pick one, right? Analytical thinking is tested by asking the person questions that require no specific mathematical skill, but the ability to solve problems, the problem needs to be thought of and solved. Okay, so nothing crazy there. But I think when you scroll down, what you realize is they want to take, they don't want to take into consideration something that's currently happening right now with like SAT tests and whatnot, where a lot of these testing organizations are realizing that having a grasp over certain words is necessary to do well on these tests. And you might not have a grasp on all of these words if you weren't raised in a certain kind of household, right? So if the SAT puts the word bellicose on the SAT and you've never been exposed to that word, it doesn't mean you're not smart. It doesn't mean you don't have a high IQ. It means you've never seen the word bellicose, right? So now if you look at bellicose, you might think to yourself like, okay, maybe it means something beautiful-ish, Bella? Like, I don't know, I'm taking a guess here. When really it means warlike, right? So you can see how these things can, you know, fall apart really quickly. So this is, you know, in the same way that they're reacting to, um, you know, CRT being about trying to deal with systemic racism, I think this is also reactionary towards the idea that a lot of these tests aren't really fair and they don't really test intelligence because of these things, like not being exposed to, you know, a certain amount of vocabulary. So would you have any thoughts on that? On IQ science? Oh, I got plenty of thoughts on IQ science. I've got a whole thing about it. So yeah, you're right. It's outdated race science. It's eugenesis. Um, IQ doesn't really measure intelligence. It measures, in theory, learning capacity. Um, as you pointed out, it's it's dependent on language capacity, which, you know, maybe English isn't the primary language you speak at home, for, for one right. thing. For another thing, it's, you know, fully cultural. It's fully subjective. And um, the other thing is, I really like the caveat that they have in there. They're like, oh, okay, your kids are probably ding-dongs. So, you know, make sure you tell them that those aren't accurate tests. Right. Like, they, they make sure to soften expectations for the white supremacists. And, you know, um, it's, I have a lot of other complicated thoughts about IQ science and how it's infested so much of our schooling to begin with. But yeah. little of that is really dependent on um, eugenics and race science more that it's, well, other than the fact that it's just sort of like, you know, built from there. But it's right. also just a <clears throat> No, 100% is, yeah. Yeah, and it's a flawed system. It's been used to to direct enormous sums of money toward one group or towards certain groups and away from other certain groups. And, oh, well, the bell um, curve? Are we, are you, oh, this is, Christ. Don't so, even hey, I, well, let's, let's get started because she actually references the bell curve in this of packet. Course she page, can you, I know, can you put a page seven, Colin? Yeah, there, thank I love that Colin knew exactly where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you're talking about right there, right? So frequent, frequency distributions for population of equal size. So the bell curve, for people that don't know, this was this really horrifically terrible book that came out, I want to say 1996-ish, uh, around there, that's not... Okay, thank you. And, you know, it was basically making the case that, that IQ was hardwired towards race, that it was immutable, meaning you couldn't change it, it's hardwired, no environmental factors are going to fix it. And that black folks are just not as smart as white folks. Ergo, we should stop. There was a political motive here. Ergo, we should stop funding programs like Head Start because they're a waste of money. So this has been a trope on the right for a very long time. Now, of course, you've had lots of scientists that have come out and completely destroyed the bell curve. Uh, we don't need to get into all the where's and how's of that. But I think at the end of the day, what really kills the whole thing is the fact we've decoded, you know, the human genome's now been decoded. We know we're pretty much all the same. 
There's some differences in admixture based on, you know, isolated breeding populations, which has got nothing to do with race. I'm just going to boil this down to 30 seconds to not bore people, but it's debunked. It's not a thing. But they they deeply need to cling to this being a thing because it undergirds so much of their uh, opinions on society, right? They have to, if they're the master race, they have to believe that they have a superior IQ, even though they don't. Right. And <laughs> and they don't. I mean, my God, I, I've talked to Nazis. And if they were original thinkers, I mean, not by choice, right? They come talk to me. But, uh, you know, if they were original thinkers, if they were people who had new ideas, they wouldn't be fucking Nazis to begin with. They wouldn't be white supremacists. They'd have something new. And they don't. That just goes to show you they don't have any new ideas. But also, like, this you know, filters into the mainstream and trickles into the trickle down thing into, you know, actual policy. It doesn't just get browbeaten into policy the way they're doing it now. I'm going to talk about something that I love talking about because it really pisses off the IQ science people, but also it's a brag. So a kind of a humble brag. Sorry. Sorry. This is okay. So this is where my interest in IQ comes from. Um, I was part of the very first seminar class. Uh, It was a pilot program in San Diego. Um, I think it was the first in the nation or or one of the two first in the nations. It was in the 80s because I'm old as shit. And um, I was test. I didn't test into it. I was placed in it because I had a high vocabulary because I talk all the time. But then they tested my (laughs) IQ. And my IQ was extremely high. It was so high, actually, that it was like I was like a scientific marvel. They kept bringing in people to like test me and shit like that. Um, And and then um, I hit puberty and nobody gave a shit anymore because, uh, I became belligerent and I became like angry, you know, about everything. And and I'm a girl or I was, I was a girl. I'm a woman now. (laughs) Um, you know, and nobody, nobody really told me that none of this shit was going to matter later in life when I had this, you know, high IQ and I could see things that were going to happen. And then I would just be a woman at the end of the day and nobody would fucking listen to me. So here we are. But one of the things that really bothered me was um, as a small child was I grew up in what passes for inner city in San Diego. San Diego is a very small, uh, very uh, small population of black people. And that is in part because of the history of white supremacists here and the history of redlining and um, all all kinds of racist bullshit. Right. Um, And so I grew up in a a part of San Diego that was majority black. It was like this this small part in its um, East San Diego. Um, They call it uh, Oak Park now. Um, And that was where I lived. And this to me was totally normal. It was like, my friends were my friends were black like that was just no big deal and and i didn't occur to me that other people didn't think this way who right. were like other white people or whatever the fuck i am i don't know anymore like who knows these days but it didn't occur to me at the time back when i thought i was a, a white person i don't know um that other people wouldn't feel that same way that they would get scared going into this neighborhood right so it was so weird but the whole point of me talking about this is um my seminar class was placed in Oak Park in East San Diego. It was in a, quote, depressed part of the the, uh, the, the city or the county. Um, and there were still only two fucking black people in, the, in that class the whole time I was there. And it drove me up the damn wall because I knew for a fact that, you know, there were plenty of very, very smart people who happened to also be black. Like, it just seemed like such bullshit to me. And it drove me crazy. I would ask my teachers. I would ask, I went to the principal. I was like, excuse me, excuse me. I mean, I was just like a little social justice warrior. I didn't know though, right? Like, it just drove me nuts. I was like, why aren't my friends in here? Where are the black students? Why are the, why, why is, why is he here and she's here and then nobody else is here? Like, where are they all? Where are all these white kids coming from? Yeah. Nobody had a good answer for me. They would get uncomfortable, which well, I because didn't Because they can't admit to their own their own innate biases, right? <laughs> there is, there's absolutely no genetic structure that relates phenotypical traits like skin color to IQ. It, it's oh, just a bullshit argument. It was bullshit. always a bullshit argument. 
But again, they need to hold on to something. It, it, it makes them feel better, I think, at the end of the day, if they can point to science and say, see, I'm not a racist. It's just science. Right, right. They want that excuse because they're cowards as well as being inbred pieces of shit, right? I mean, fuck these people. I'm sorry. I really hate Nazis. No, I think this is why my audience loves you. Go. <laughs> of it either i mean like why should i pretend to like these people they want me dead they've always first well actually first they wanted to recruit me then when i was unrecruitable they wanted me dead so now I'm okay just like, so I'm they did know you were jewish and then they found out you were jewish is that the story no oh god no oh, the whole what story was it? i didn't know i was jewish i had no idea oh oh i didn't know this okay oh my god it's such a whole i have such a hang up about it i, I talk about it all the time i try not to talk about it i'm blushing because i just won't shut up okay so my family, um, my family is uh, uh, is Jewish, but they are they kind of they're blonde and blue eyed, except for me. <laughs> I came out like you know, looking like my like great grandparents apparently. Um, but I was raised as like a cultural Christian in Cal Southern California. Oh, interesting. Okay, a white family as far as we knew. Um, and then it, then it all came out that my grandfather had changed his name and his whole identity around. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my god, of course. Like it was so obvious in retrospect. But I didn't know. I would look around, and my immediate family members are white, like they're blonde and blue eyed. And people kept saying weird shit to me my whole life that I didn't understand because I didn't even know any Jewish people. I thought. Wow. Um, yeah. I had a next door neighbor and like some distant relatives who like had accents or whatever and like tattoos. But I was like, eh, I don't know, whatever. That could be anything. I mean, completely, completely insulated. Right. So then I get to like junior high and high school and these dudes, these like metalheads would come up to me and they'd be like, what are you? Are you a Jew? And I'd be like, I don't know. What does that mean? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, what are you? And, and I noticed that people, not just the, the skinheads, not just the white supremacists, but like white kids, they go, what are you? They would get like really offended by my not knowing my ethnic heritage. And so I started telling people I was Italian because I didn't know. It could have been Italian. I could have been Jewish. I don't know. Um, and when I, I found out when I told people, because we do have some Italians in the family, I told, found out that when I told people I thought I might be Jewish, they would tense up. But if I told them I might, thought I might be Italian, they would relax. I didn't relate this. I didn't understand. I was just like, yeah. oh, being Jewish must be real bad. <laughs> so, well, because um, that's how they were making you feel because you were mm -hmm. growing up in a very highly... Highly white supremacist. Yeah. Of course, my fucking family plants itself in the middle of. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but my family is also very. They're just like fuck you. You can't tell us what to do. Which is where I get it. Which is actually makes a lot of sense now that I found out we're Jewish culturally. Like you know, it kind of filtered down. But anyway, so um, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was in complete denial about it because every time I asked my family, they would give me some runaround. They go, Oh yeah, we're all, we're, we're Eastern European. Oh, we're Austro-Hungarian. Oh, well, you know, you're just a, uh, you just came out like looking like your grandparents. And I'd be like, so are we Romani? Are yeah, we what does that Jewish? Mean? Are we, <laughs> you know, what the fuck does it mean? Finally, I take this DNA test like an idiot in 2017. And I say like an idiot because, you know, now I'm in a database. But I, I was obsessed with knowing. Nobody else in my family was obsessed with knowing. They, they thought it was weird that I was so obsessed with it. But like, you don't, you don't give me a bunch of contradictory answers and then expect me to just like let it go. Like, I was like a dog with a bone. So finally, yeah. I do it. I'm back Jewish. And I'm like, holy shit, I finally have an answer. This is so awesome. We're Jewish. And then like five minutes later, I was like, oh shit, we're Jewish. <laughs> Everybody hates us. What did your parents, like, did you confront them on that? Like, that's oh yeah. What... Oh, my, so my, my, my mom had no idea either. She'd been getting the same line from my, from our grandparents. And uh, apparently the wow. best we can put together, because my, my grandparents were dead by the time this happened. Um, the best we can put together. And, and it was sort of a family joke too. So we would joke about it. I mean, I just thought that this was like how families 
talked. I didn't know. No, but it might have been fear on on behalf fear. of yeah. So when my grandparents moved here to they came when they originally came over from Europe, they came to uh, believe it or not, Youngstown, Ohio. Kid you not, but. Oh. But yeah, they didn't tell anybody they were Jewish. Yeah. So. Well, it turns out my grandpa, so I finally found this distant relative. Um, actually, not that distant. I think like second I mean, cousin. Just, just so people understand, this was like my parents, my grandparents, my dad's, my dad's parents were killed in a concentration oh. camp. So. Oh, they, God. Well, no, but I mean, I'm, I want people to understand why people would be afraid. Like, I think now in 2023, people might let's hear that and be like, really? You're kidding me, right? No, but I mean, you have to understand at that moment in time, there was still fear. Like, before my grandfather passed away and I asked him about it, he's, he was like, I thought that they were going to follow us all the way to Sweden and then all the way to the United States. So there was an, a tremendous amount of fear in the yep. community. Yeah, well, I mean. So this sure was, I think, a so to make it clear, it was a protection mechanism, right? And I'm going to protect my children by if they don't know, they don't say anything, you know, so it's unfortunate. It really is tragic, but it's understandable. It, it is. And I don't hold anything against them. Although I'm like, you know, it would have made my life a lot fucking easier if you give me yeah. a straight answer, you know, 30 years ago when I was like asking about this. And like, I, I remember now that some of my relatives would get really annoyed with me and I wouldn't be able to figure out why. And now it's like, oh, they wanted yeah. me to protect myself, but they didn't know how to tell me. So um, it turns out that uh, all the misdirection aside, once I finally got to the bottom of it, were Ukrainian Jews. And I was like, ah, okay, this explains a lot about my defiance, my, dis my disgust for authority, <laughs> the fact that my great grandma had like three different birth certificates from three different countries. And then on my dad's side were apparently Romani. So I'm just like fully stateless, like across the board, which I'm so fucking proud of. Right. Um, I mean, not all of this. I mean, we're also like Eastern, vaguely Eastern European or whatever, but mostly Jewish and mostly Romani. And I'm just so proud okay. of that. <laughs> um, so but now yeah, that I totally took you yeah. down a, a sidebar tunnel, let's Sorry. focus back on. I No, I interrupted your story and I apologize. And I'm that's why I hate curious. Nazis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, you were talking about, now I can't even remember, actually. Homeschooling and Nazis and so, uh, IQ. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the IQ thing. That's exactly what we're talking about. So, oh, um, God. Yes. And and also, by the way, I grew up uh, low income. And so I got that eugenicist bullshit as well. I was raised by a single mom. Like, we didn't have a lot of money. And so, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, how smart can you be if you don't have any money? That kind of thing. So there, there's there's so much crap that's loaded into, quote, IQ science. And to see it try, these, these people yeah. trying to resurrect it is really disgusting yeah no and they keep trying to res resurrect it right the race realists like you know a certain amount of them have to come to terms where where we are in 2023 as far as science goes right so you can no longer say that that i mean the human species we all pretty much have the same genetic structure that's just not up for debate it's science at this point so now they try to find like different ways to still try to hold on to these beliefs. But what I noticed about the dissident homeschooling program is they're not even attempting that at all. They're not in this sort of race realism thing where they're gonna say like, well, there's still cultural problems there. There's still like, you know, all these, they're just buying into all this like junk science that's long gone, should not even be considered even remotely viable at this point, but that's what they're doing, right? So I thought that was interesting in a, in a bad way, interesting, let me clarify. Um, because they're not race realists, they're hardcore Nazis. So uh, I wanted to go back, hang on, back to the article again, and I wanted to scroll down, Colin, and point one more thing out um, about Mr. and Mrs. Saxon. Mr. and Mrs. Saxon, the dissident homeschool network is run by a husband and wife team who use the alias Mr. and Mrs. Saxon. 
This week, the anti-fascist research group Anonymous Comrades Collective published a detailed report that unmasked the Saxons as Logan and Katya Lawrence, who live in Upper Sandusky, Ohio, with their four young children. The researchers were able to identify the Lawrences through biographical details that they shared in the Telegram channel's group chat and on a podcast appear and on podcast appearances, one of the key clues to identifying them was when they revealed they owned a German shepherd called Blondie, the same name as Hitler's dog, because of course, of course. <laughs> um, so this kind of describes how they were able to um, unmask that. But scroll down. So the Lawrences did not respond to multiple emails, text messages, social <laughs> media message, and phone calls from Vice News to discuss the contents of the report and their neo-Nazi homeschooling group. Katya Lawrence, who is in her mid-30s, launched the channel in October 2021 because she was having a rough time finding Nazi-approved school material for their homeschooled children, you think? And as she told the neo-Nazi pod- podcast, Octoon Americaner. So um, this this podcast actually was live on Spotify until just a couple of days ago, believe it or not. They do have a website, and the entire website is just Nazi podcasts, like 30 or 40 different various ones, I believe. Uh, all right, maybe not as many as 30 or 40, maybe 20 to 30, but a bunch of them. You get the point. Um, uh, later in the same podcast episode, Lawrence expanded on her view on why she wanted to educate her children at home. This is a quote. We have our children's best interest at heart and nobody can do a better job than we can because it's our child. We are so deeply invested into making sure that our child becomes a wonderful Nazi. Hmm. Great. <laughs> That's just great. Oh, those poor kids. I mean, I'm, I'm going to stop feeling sorry for them probably in like five years, but you know, when they start doing it on their own, but right now yeah. I just feel really shitty for them. No, I know. It's just, this to me is, is I, doing this to a child is just so unforgivable in so many ways. I don't know how, I mean, eventually when this child again becomes of age, a teenager, whatever, and they get, get out, you know, into the real world, they're, they're going to get like just devoured. They're going to well, run let's hope their- so. It's going to be terrible for them. Um, and it will be because they've been indoctrinated with all this hate for so many years, right? Let's hope it turns a couple of them around, at least. Yeah. All right. So moving on from that, and unless you had anything to add on the homeschooling, we have some other stories that I want to talk about. Nope. Yeah. Nope. All right. So um, you brought up the situation in San Diego. Um, we have a second really horrifying trans thing going on down there in the Santee School District uh, leading up to the YMCA is sort of similar to what happened at Wee Spa, I think, in the sense that somebody is basically saying that a trans person exposed themselves to their child in the YMCA gym that remains to be seen how much of this is even accurate or true or what is going on here. But in the wake of that, you have had a couple of protests, one turned kind of violent, not as bad as Wee Spa, there wasn't a stabbing, but still violent enough. But it's not only happening in San Diego, it's happening across the country. We've seen the anti-trans rhetoric being ratcheted up by the far right for months now, right? Drag shows have become a normal protest site for the Proud Boys and neo-Nazis. They're starting to call anybody that is uh, gay a a groomer because they want to link pedophile pedophilia to being gay in a way that just makes no sense, but it's very hateful and it's increasing, right? So I wanted to bring up the fact that um, we can pull up this article. GOP state lawmakers are pushing a slew of dangerous anti-trans bills this week. So in in lockstep with these protests and all of these um, civil disobedience actions from the far right happening against trans folks, GOP state lawmakers are following in step with actual laws. 
that are you know conceivably very bad so i wanted to point out some of these all right so let me scroll down here so i can read this come on computer all right there we go a slew of bills attacking transgender and lgt Q, LBGTQ uh, rights will go up for debate across the United States this week. State governments in Iowa, Missouri, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Virginia will hold hearings on bills covering everything from gender-affirming care to bans on drag performances. That's right. You heard me. A ban on drag performances. I don't know how you do that. Um, some of the bills will prevent trans people from changing their birth certificates to reflect their gender identity or will set a legal definition of gender that excludes them. In Iowa, the House Education Committee will discuss a bill that would require teachers to out transgender students. That is absolutely frightful. Bills in Virginia, New Hampshire, South Dakota, and Tennessee ban gender-affirming care for anyone under the age of 18 and prohibit the use of public funds such as Medicaid for gender-affirming care for people over, um, over 18. Proponents of anti-trans legislation argue that they are trying to protect children, but as critics point out, it's not about the kids. It's about stopping anyone from transitioning. And if anything, bills such as these bills such as these could make life more dangerous for young people as protests. Hang on. As protests. Um, now I lost my place as protests against drag shows and even children's hospitals have escalated. Um, so what are your thoughts on this? So it's, you know, again, this is something that you have happened locally to you. You can speak on that a little bit, but also across the country. I think the fact that they're passing legislation now, it's not just about protests in the streets. They're going to try to make being trans illegal. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, this is an organized, inauthentically organized disinformation campaign. It's a weaponized disinformation campaign that's been going on. It Part of it is uh, appears to be an attempt to defund the YMCA in particular, because there has been this sort of formulaic, um, inauthentic protest shit that's been going on. Uh, there was one in Ohio. There was one in, oh God, I can't remember the states. Uh, there, there have been at least three and it, it starts like this. Some woman rolls up somewhere and then she starts crying and she's like, I saw a penis in the locker room. And then she turns it into some huge deal. Uh, then usually she'll walk it back or be unable to prove that this ever happened. But by then, of course, she's activated all the white supremacists who have come out to do the, th the same thing. By the way, the reason it looks the same as what happened with the wee spot is because it's the exact same disinformation campaign with the exact same fucking people, the exact same disinformation narrative. They just go from person to person. They target people and um, they, they they use people. They make one person the example. Right. So in this case, a bunch of white people were going after a black woman here in Santee, which, you know, given Santee's fucking history is pretty much exactly what Santee's done since Santee was a, t a town. Um they're planning to show up at the city council meeting, by the way, uh, next week. They're, they're circulating flyers because they want the YMCA defunded. There's always okay. a financial aspect and there's always a policy aspect to this. The other thing that we see um, in, in our role as uh, debunkers, because I run a debunking site. I forgot to say that. I run truth or fiction. Yeah. So <laughs> for people that didn't have you, that didn't see your previous show with us. So you used to work at Snopes and now you run a different debunking site, truth or fiction. Truth or fiction. So. Yes. Yes. I, uh, there's a whole thing I got publicly fired from Snopes for reasons that had little to nothing to oh, do with me. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was we'll, a whole... we'll table that for another day, though. <laughs> yeah, another day. Uh, the, the guy who fired me ended up uh, going down for plagiarizing off me for years after that. So, you know, fuck him. Anyway, um, 
So uh, th that's that's basically um, what we've been seeing is that there's a pattern with these campaigns. But the other thing that we're seeing, actually two other things that we're seeing is one, um, it's promulgated and then later picked up by the, by the same lawmakers. So lawmakers okay. will push these ideas into the fringe and the fringe will push it into the mainstream and the lawmakers will go, oh, well, we have no choice but to pass laws about this. It's right. completely inauthentically organized from start to finish. The other thing is that um, the transgender or the anti-transgender stuff, as well as the anti-LGBT um, or LGBTQ stuff, sorry, um, is all coming from the same people and the same networks that were established in early 2020 with the anti-masking campaigns that later became the, became the anti-lockdown, anti-vaccine campaigns. It's anti-vaxxers. It's also the anti-CRT crowd. They are all, it's also the QAnon crowd. They're all being activated along the same disinformation networks that activated them to begin with. And I say activate because I, when I say activate, I mean what gets them out of the street for these inauthentic, you know, uh, shows of solidarity because they're not really protesting, you know, against anything. They're protesting for something. They want a white nation state. They want, uh, you know, they're white supremacists. That's what they want. And this, all of these disinformation campaigns from QAnon to Pizzagate to the anti-vaccine shit to the anti-CRT shit is all to, to the, the, you know, um, Christian nationalists, you know, all of them are basically the same people. There's, you know, huge overlap in the Venn diagram. There's fringe types to yeah. make it look like it's authentic. But what they're pushing for in every case is a white ethno state. They're white nationalists, like literally. And so that's what we're seeing piecemeal getting pushed into the mainstream mm -hmm. via mainstream news who are completely fucking asleep at the wheel. Again, I have been browbeating those fucking people to listen. And, and for like one second after January 6th, I thought, I thought maybe there was a chance that they would actually listen to me because I kept going, there's going to be attack. There's going to be attack. There's going to be an attack in DC. There's going to be attack in the White House. Yeah. I got the building wrong. Sorry. Sorry, everybody got the building wrong. <laughs> and um, they're, so now they're just back to like, everything's fine. Let's go back to, you know, they're, now they're just, they think that like, you know, uh, go, anyway, sorry, I'm just railing on my colleagues. Fuck them. Not all of them. There's some who are really, really, really good. I love those guys and gals, but most of the mainstream media is just completely asleep at the wheel. And the reason they're asleep at the wheel is because all the people who were on top of things got laid off in the last, you know, year. Right. There's, we're losing an average of two weekly news or two newspapers, I believe, a week wow. in the United States still right now. And um, they're being replaced with uh, people who will work for a pittance and um, not have to worry about losing their jobs. And that is to say, people who are already rich, white males. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Like we're all being shoved in the direction of this vision that the white supremacists have, have, have had. This is why I keep saying we're under attack. It's really frustrating yeah. because it's being taken as all these sort of disparate things, you know, like these things that are happening here and happening there. No, they are organized, very well organized at this point and well And well financed, yeah. And very well financed. That's where all the fucking journalism money's going. So these anti-transgender events that are happening here in um, San Diego are do, being done um, alongside Awaken Church. Awaken Church is actually um, organizing a bunch of this stuff. Awaken yeah. Church, you might recognize that name from the Reawaken Tour, which is when Michael Flynn has been going around the country doing right. his fucking crazy preaching shit about like how the storm's coming, you know. So you see how the, the white nationalists and the Chris, Christian traditionalists and all the maniacs are just getting together in this big ball of right-wing disinformation. And that's the goal. Like That has always been the goal, to unite the right. They've been saying it themselves all along.
This was yeah. Tom Metzger's idea. He advocated for lone wolves to take over what he called lone wolves to take over school boards and libraries and, you know, right. local government, state governments, and the federal government, and then, you know, make this a white ethno state and then have a, an ethno state for other people as well, ethno states for other people as well, right? And so, you know, it's yeah. all of it is so very frustrating because it's still being treated as though these are just like normal citizens with concerns. They're not. They're the same people going out and, and, you know, getting into fist fights and terrorizing people and harassing, you know, a woman who just wants to fucking work out. By the way, that, yeah, that chick, <laughs> that chick right? who said that she saw the dick, the, the one who was crying, she's like, oh, I saw a penis. It was so awful here in San Diego. So she yeah. walked that back later. She's like, oh, I just found out. I just heard she was transgender and I saw her in the shower. You know, she totally walked back. Turns out her fucking mom is like some Christian mommy blogger type. Oh. So it's it's all been, and, and she's using her mom's, I believe her mom's maiden name. So it was all just like this inauthentically organized thing from the start. Of course, the momentum's going now. So of course, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You know, the YMCA is probably right. going to lose its funding because everybody just keeps fucking getting into these bullies. And I don't understand it. It's so frustrating. All these people I've heard over the years who are like, maybe we should talk to them and see what they want. I can tell you what the fuck they want. They've been telling yeah. me my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you brought up um, Tom Metzger. For, for oh. folks that don't know who Tom Metzger is, he is the founder of the Aryan uh, Warskins, I believe. Was. He's dead. Uh, no, oh, what yeah. year in existence? San Diego. Thank you. Worst. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he he lived in San Diego, but he um he advocated setting up you know these neo Nazi cells across the country. He was he was I would say probably one of the first guys to say we need to decentralize and have individual cells. So, you know, if you you know are more autonomous about and not, it's not entirely top down, you're more protected if somebody gets taken down in Ohio for a hate crime, you can still operate in Missouri, kind of a thing. Um, and I also wanted to get some clarification because I think you're right on this. Um, my my thing is this. I agree with you. I think they're using the trans rights issue. I think they're using you brought up anti-vaccine. You brought up a host of other things. Right. I think all of these things are sort of cultural issues that the white supremacists can use to red peel, you know, more than normal normies, as they would call them, Republicans. Right. They might. There yeah. might be, you know, these are uh, maybe business Republicans or conservative socially, whatever. But they're not entirely white supremacists, right? But the white supremacists, because they want their race war, feel like they need to red pill these folks down their tunnel into uh, into their belief system, right? They want to just keep getting them more radicalized. And I think that this is one of the uh, topics that they're using to do that, right? So... Um, and the anti-vaxxers and some of these other ones, right? Um, is that sort of what you you think is correct? Yeah, and um, well, a lot of it, it's, it's difficult to say where one stops and one begins, right? Because disinformation yeah. is very, um, uh, uh, it, it co-ops everything. It's very opportunistic. But um, yeah, so uh, there's a couple things. One is um, that, yeah, the, the, so this is full on just like Nazi ideology from, from the get go. Like they went after trans people. They went after, you know, uh, lesbian well, yeah. people. Yeah, uh, they went true. after. Yeah. And, and you know, along with everybody else. Right. Um, they went after. Well, I, I don't need to rehash what the Nazis. The original Nazis did because we all know. Right. But um, that was a big part of their, uh, you know, they burned. Um, they burned down the first the world's first transgender clinic the original Nazis. Um, I have to say the original. Yeah, you know, people was, don't know this. They, he, he, the first individuals that he used gas on 
were uh, people with mental disabilities, right? It wasn't like, I, so yeah, there was a buildup to the Holocaust, right? And it started with with individuals that weren't necessarily Jewish or Romani, right? These were uh, kids, you know, because he wanted this like ideal race, was like eugenics. Eugenics, yep. Yeah, and by the way, the concept of eugenics, unfortunately, emerged out of San Diego. So there's a very you, long- You're history. right on that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I've done all this research on it because I was yeah, well, we've talked about the that, bottom yeah. of it. Um, but uh, sorry, I was on this whole thing about uh, LGBT. Sorry. Oh, so, yeah. oh no, you're fine. I'm, I'm trying to organize and marshal my thoughts. The, uh, the other thing I wanted to say about the uh, anti-trans ideology in particular is that it's extremely insidious because there's this big um, gray area right now with a lot of women who... Um, who identify as feminists and they are being told stuff. Cause I know this cause I got fed this stuff about a decade ago. They're being turfs. Yeah. They're being, well, they're being fed turf ideology, but yes, exactly. They're being fed that kind of thing where they're being told basically, you know, men are turning themselves into women so they can usurp your place. You know, they want to mansplain womanhood to you. They want to yeah. tell you. And I, I noticed that none of the turfs ever seem to go after um, trans men, or very few of them seem to go after trans men, which I right. don't understand. I mean, yes, I do, but but they're 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 You're saying right. of charge shit, right? So they're just like, right. oh, well, they just want to come show you show you their penis, and they say penis all the time too. The, the turfs, mm. they're obsessed with saying the word penis, 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 penis. They're like penis. I saw a penis. I saw genitals. I saw. Penis. It's like God. Sometimes I think that actually the whole turf movement is just so a bunch of like bored middle aged housewives can get a little thrill <laughs> I think penis over and over again. That's there's one of my conspiracy theories right there. Okay. Um, I just pissed off a whole bunch of turfs and I don't care. So um, yeah, I don't. I, turfs are not. I don't understand turfs at all. It's really wild to me. Um, and they totally excuse science to you know like they want to make this claim and we've had this conversation that that it's binary when it's really a variant. Nothing in biology is one or the other. There's no hardwiring. Everything's var about variants, right? Oh, that's that's what I would call or what even Darwin would call the spread of excellence. You know. One of the arguments that I saw early on, I haven't seen it in a while, and I actually really, th this argument would have gotten me if I didn't hadn't seen it for what it was, because I, I want the same thing, but it's, I want to do away with the binary. That's That was one of the, yeah. the early turf arguments I heard. Yeah, I want to do with the fucking binary too. I'm so sick of it. It's so restrictive. But but there's well, it's not and it's not accurate either, right? There's a, there's a scale of which things occur, right? Yeah. This is... You know, super female, super male. These are your your endpoints, right? And you can be those things for for sure. You can be, but there's also a whole variant degree of variance that occurs in between. Yeah, that's. And I mean, I don't think that's like a crazy conversation to have, but for some reason, it is in this world, in this particular world of turfs. Yeah, poisoned and co-opted. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 so frustrating. I mean, to to see all this stuff get co-opted and see to see some some arguments that actually would be good arguments that are, have just been like you know churned into the service of disinformation, and uh, I, I find it just incredibly frustrating. And, and as you can see, I get so worked up about all of it. You know, I was just like, God damn it, people, get your shit together. Stop listening to these fucking bad faith freaks. They're bad people. <laughs> they are, but you know, there's also something about human beings where we're, 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 you know, subject to, or we can be lured into like certain conversations if we hear them enough. Um, and that's also why social media matters and why these algorithms have also been part and parcel to spreading the disinformation. You know, I mean, if you get sucked down this one tunnel and you're seeing this message daily, 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 and then it just keeps ratcheting it up to more radicalized version and you're not hearing anything else, 
eventually that's going to affect you, your psyche, you know, you're going to start to believe that this is, it's about, it's that whole conversation that the right wing talks about, about moving the Overton window, right? That's what they're doing. Yep. Each little, each little inch that they get it over further to the right is a win for them, right? Because now they've moved the conversation. Well, there's also this very, oh God, this is going to be a hard one. I'm going to try to make it short and not boring. There's this idea, there, and, and it's it's not something that gets brought up and talked about enough, but the, there's this idea in the United States in particular, and it's been around as long as I've been alive, and I'm sure much longer than that. I mean, it, I, I know that the roots of it go back centuries, but there's this idea that femininity is weakness, that if you're a feminine woman, or if you're a feminine man, God forbid you're a feminine man, but if you're a woman and you're feminine, then you're just fucking weak, and you you know you need a man to take care of you or or whatever. And that sort of thing doesn't really get brought up a lot because it's just sort of an assumption. It's something that's been sort of browbeaten into us all. Um, it's getting better now, but you know, the nineties in particular were just dreadful. I know cause I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I lived through that. I internalized yeah. that. And I was just like, I'm never going to be like one of those fucking weak women. You know, I'm not going to, I cut all my hair off. I'm not going to be like them, you know? And it's, it, I mean, I actually did do that because that was how much I associated femininity, which I, I have a, a lot more of than I, you know, ever asked for. But um, I associated with weakness. So I downplayed all that I had that was feminine for a very long time because of it. And I didn't think about it consciously. It was just one of those things. I just didn't want to be like, you know, weak, weak women. I was wrong. This was a terrible way to think. But that was sort of the lessons that growing up right. in the 80s and 90s here yeah. gave us. Yeah. And um, there's it's also why the right wing males like want to kind of like drive us back towards those ideals again. Yeah. I think. The, as if they could fucking be alphas. Right. <laughs> First of all, alpha male is a whole myth based on bad science about wolves. That isn't even true. Second right. of all, those guys are the biggest chicken shits on the planet. They get yeah. scared of everything. I would never. Well, I mean, there's a reason most of them prey on young girls that they can manipulate. Right. They don't know how yeah. to handle a full grown woman. That's just I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's that's what they need to mold them. But the other linguistic trick that the right wing has done in this country that the fucking, this is why I get so frustrated with my colleagues in the media is that they have managed to associate republicanism with maleness, with masculinity, yeah, you know, that's whether true. or not it's, you know, there's men in there or not. Yeah. They're the forthright, they're the male ones. And then the Democrats, you know, in, in their terminology are the weak pussies. You know, they're the feminine side. They're the ones who want to hug it out. They're, you know, and they've, they've turned that binary around. And now everybody's fucking falling for it. So now you've got this idea. You've got, again, my colleagues in the media, if I can even call them that anymore. They're, they're like basically, you know, everything that Republicans say don't need to be fact checked. They're manly and they're strong, you know, but yeah, for, the right. Democrats need to be fact checked all the time because they're probably wrong anyway, you know, and, and they're soft on crime. That's and, an interesting point you're making. Yeah. I think about this shit all the time. I hate that I have to. I'm so sick of it. I want to listen. I want to think about, you know, dragons and elves and play Dungeons and Dragons and indulge my weirdness. <laughs> I'm a middle aged woman. Like, I'm I'm ready. I'm so ready. But no, I got to think about fucking Nazis. This is another reason we have to get rid of them so I can just be as weird as I like. <laughs> Right. I wanted to, speaking of, speaking of, um, incels, manosphere, traditional views of women from Nazis, all this stuff. I wanted to um, shift gears for a second. I want to move on to the next story. Um, Andrew Anglin, he's, he's reared his ugly head again because Elon Musk has reinstated his account on Twitter. So he's, again, reaching a larger audience, I think. Um, so for folks that don't know who Andrew is, he's a full-blown neo-Nazi. He runs the uh, Daily Stormer website, which is one of the worst neo-Nazi websites around. He was banned from t Twitter originally uh, because of hate speech. His bio at one time actually said Hitler apologist. 
kid you not, um, just to give you guys some backgrounds on who this guy is, if you don't know who he is. Um, Colin, can we bring up this video and play it, and then we're going to talk about it? Paul was basically telling, I mean, firstly, he encouraged people to be incels, but he, he also just said women just need to shut up and not be involved in anything. They should take care of their home. And people will say, oh, but Paul said to love your wife. And it's like, well, obviously, I mean, what? yeah, obviously you don't hate your wife. You should take care of your wife. She is the mother of your children, but you should you should have total control over her. And in this society, that is actually impossible. So there's some question of how you're even supposed to do it. But that's that's a topic for another time. But anyone who tries to say that like Christianity supports women and women dominance and that Christianity says women are not obsessed with sex and don't base their entire existence around sex, go read the letters of Paul, go read any of the church fathers. I mean, th- th- these are, it sounds like the right, like incel forum. If you, <laughs> if you read what the, what the first Christians were writing, or if you just look at like the official, you know, Catholic, especially the pre 1960s Catholic positions on this. Um, you know, so Protestantism exists in a vacuum where there's no real tradition and there, nobody really even knows what's going on. So Protestant, um, preachers so-called can can say whatever they want about anything and i think that the the basic problem with all of western civilization was that the churches sold out uh the people and the the first big thing that caused everything else was allowing women to go to education instead of saying you know when she's old enough she needs to start breeding she needs to get married and have kids she doesn't need to be fucking around Uh, sorry i'm trying to use foul language but she doesn't need to be screwing around messing around going to college and and getting a job like what is the point of this is this good for society no one can argue that and so it ends up being no this will help fuel women's egos which it's not even healthy for women and that shouldn't matter regardless but it's not just sounds like my fucking boomer great uncle or some shit i mean he just sounds like an old boring white man just ranting along about women like shut the fuck up dude Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's, there's so many levels here. Um, I don't even know where to begin. What a sad sack. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he, you know what I, what I say to these guys, and you wonder why you can't get laid. <sighs> I mean, seriously, I mean, bro, seriously. Like, I wouldn't want to put any woman through that either, or a man, you know. No, but no woman is going to date this guy. Are you kidding me right now? I mean, the idea that we're all miserable if we're not subservient to a man is just absolutely patently absurd. But, you know, but it's also why they're having problems, you know, in their relationships and whatnot. Like you'll see sometimes in these Nazi telegram rooms where some of these guys are they're going as far as advocating that rape is OK. Rape is OK because we have to have white children. And if we can't get these white women to have sex with us and make babies with us, then it's OK to force them. I mean, well, that's it's really, really hard to have healthy relationships when you just want to fuck your mother. I mean, they all want to fuck their mommies, like every single Nazi I've ever known. Their mommies are their goddesses, or else they fucking hate them. Either way, they want to fuck them. Well, they have a, I will say this. I don't know about all the psychology here, but it seems to me they have a very unhealthy uh, viewpoint of what women are, what women think, what women are on this planet for, for Pete's sake. And then they get angry because they can't get, you know, women to buy into their worldview of what women are supposed to be. And so then they resort to this. I just, I mean, it's just wild that, these guys say this stuff out loud. I mean, I've had that shit said to me my whole fucking life. Can you believe that? They're like, you? 
I have not. Yeah, I have. People have said that shit to me just openly and outright. And I am so happy to tell you that I went, so I dropped out of high school. You know, I like disappointed everybody after all the high IQ shit that I was talking about earlier. Everybody thought I was gonna <laughs> save the world. And then I'm like, oh, I'm out. So I dropped out when I was 16. So I ended up not going to college until I was in my 30s. And uh, I started, well, I started when I was in my late 20s and I graduated when I was in my mid 30s, um, which is why I like not so casually, I'll like name drop all the time. I'll be like, yeah, when I was in grad school, cause it's still new for me, you know, I never right. really was educated. But um, people would tell me like dudes would tell me, I shouldn't say people, I shouldn't even say dudes. I should say white men would tell me this shit all the time. They'd be like, well, when are you gonna start having babies? You need to have, you don't need an education. You need babies. And I'd be like, I don't want fucking babies. I want a fucking education, you know? Like, right. leave me alone. It's it's actually a pretty, he's just saying this sort of shit that people, that dudes would say to me when they thought nobody else was listening. Uh, dudes just like that. And again, remember I grew up in East County, so it's probably the same people. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very prevalent, prevalent mindset among, you know, mediocre loser men. And by the way, everybody who said that to me was absolutely a mediocre loser who uh, never accomplished anything. Obviously, they're very, obviously, the, the, okay, so the other thing happening here is England's mentioning that it's a waste of time for women to get an education, right? They should be breeding. I think (laughs) they're very, I think they're very threatened by educated women because an educated woman obviously is is even less apt to buy into their garbage. Isn't it Uh, great? (laughs) Yeah. So not only just the misogynistic stuff that we're hearing right here and now, but they're also less likely to buy into a white supremacy worldview, right? Once you, you, you know, you're taking biology classes at the university, you're taking all these other uh, sociology, whatever, you're getting exposed to a whole lots of, a whole lot of stuff, right? You're less likely to, even if you were raised into, in a conservative household that might have been racist, maybe not Nazi, but racist, this will open your mind and will bring make you less likely to buy into this ideology that they want you know you to have so it's very threatening for them i think in a way and and it's not working this this rhetoric isn't working for them which is why they're trying to co-opt education to begin with which is why they're trying to take they're doing this homeschooling shit trying to take over the school boards trying to take over libraries get books banned because this shit doesn't work because it's bullshit and everybody can tell it's bullshit the world has moved on and they're trying to drag it back i only hope this ends very painfully for every single last one of them and uh you know if i'm there for it that'd be cool too Right on. All right. So our other favorite Nazi, Nick Fuentes, um, you know, he went on a rant this week, too, about either we all convert to Catholicism or it's. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. After all these years of Catholic scandals where these high profile priests are diddling I little know. kids and they're supposed to be anti-groomers, but they're supporting the diddlers. What yeah. is that? No well, offense, I- by the way. I have nothing against Catholicism overall. It's just the church and the recent history is not uh, anything like it's what clean. these ding-dongs are saying. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and play the video. If we just have a robust security state, if we just have a robust security policy, if we just have, no, if we eliminate the corruption, if we convert these people to Catholicism, we can make this work. This can be a great thing, really. I think that you do that through uh, cops and priests. That's how you do it. Because not all of them are going to be able to hack it, and those people got to go to jail. And um, the people that are maybe on the borderline, the people in the middle, well, they need to be religiously inculcated and uh, brought into the church. But that's what you got to do. You got to build the prison. You got to build the cemetery. You got to build the church. That's how you build a society. That's the foundation. Yes, that's how you build a society with a church and a cemetery. 
Well, how could anybody listen to a luminary like that who looks like he showers at least once every two years and not think that he's talking sense? He, he's, he's reasoning it out so well. I mean, look at that guy. Why would you listen to anything that fucking guy said? He looks filthy. He, I can smell. I don't know. He's here. he's got he's got a you know his groiper following. He's got his following. I don't think his following Ugh. is increasing. I think he's getting more attention simply because of his proximity to the Kanye West the Yee uh, campaign for president. Oh, of course. So, which is of course he jumped all over that, uh, and also he was making a big deal about no longer being on the no fly list that was recently. Um, I'm not even going to say leaked. Found it was found on a server just sitting there. So. Nobody hacked, nobody leaked. It was just sitting there on the server. They found it. So he's not on that list, apparently. I haven't seen it myself, but he was talking about it in the Telegram room. So, you know, he had made a big deal about this two years ago when they were first placing him on the uh, no-fly list. So I, I just think, you know, this is a guy that wants a lot of attention. He's getting it right now because of his proximity to the uh, Yee County West campaign. So, you know, that's what this is. So he's going he's gonna to ride this out, but he does have some incredibly extreme views. I don't think he's grifting in the sense that, I think he's grifting, yes, but I don't think he's grifting in the sense that he doesn't believe these viewpoints. I think he absolutely does believe these viewpoints. Another one who lives with his mommy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I think he actually does. Um, does. All right. Yeah. <laughs> or he did until recently. Um, all right. Uh, Tony Perkins. I know you have a lot to say about Tony Perkins, Brooke. Um, but before you do, I wanted to bring up, they had their congressional prayer uh, breakfast, I believe it is, this week. Um, I wanted to play a little clip from that. I want you to join me now in extending your hands if you feel comfortable in doing that. And I'm going to ask the members of Congress, I, I'm just going to pray over you, and I'm going to ask you just to, to look at me as I pray. Father, I thank you for these men and women that you have called to this city for this time. We are grateful for them, and we thank you for them. And Father, right now I pray over them. I pray healing for the wounds that they have received. I pray for encouragement where there's discouragement. I pray for boldness and courage where there's intimidation and fear. I pray for unity where there is division. And not just on one side of the aisle, Lord, but I call that forth as Americans, that we would walk in unity and understanding of one another, that we are all created in your image and therefore worthy of respect. Father, as an American, I speak a blessing upon these, your leaders, and I ask you to strengthen them, to encourage them, and to increase their number. And Father, I pray that we might be at a turning point in this nation of once again embracing you in Jesus name amen so Tony Perkins you know he's a lobbyist for the Christian right for Christian nationalism and he's the president of a group called the Family Research Council uh, you know, we've been seeing an increase in Christian fascism in the country. Uh, you know, these guys want Christian law to be the law of the land, and they're being more bold about that, I think, in the wake of overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, I think they're going to come for a host of other rights soon, too, gay marriage among them. Um, I believe he might be part of the CMP. I'm not positive, but what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, which the, the Christian nationalism? All of I, it, I Yeah. I, I'm I'm very disturbed by the tendency of Democrats to uh, allow this to be normalized. 
Um, I see, I have been seeing stories about them appearing um, alongside Tony Perkins or talking about unlikely friendships with Tony Perkins in particular. Um, they're, they're doing, what was it, the Inter International Religious Freedom something or another. Um, I'm extremely- but it, Hang on, let me stop you there for a second. Religious freedom to them, just so everybody's clear on this, doesn't mean religious freedom. They have zero religious tolerance. Religious freedom means Christianity becomes the law of the land. It's, yes. it's sort of an oxymoronic statement. It's it's another thing that they're co-opting. Like they, they co-opt the yeah. meanings of whatever they can. Um, as far as you know, bringing back bringing back Christianity, that goes against the. There's a lot of things to uh, criticize the founding fathers about, but Thomas Jefferson made a whole point about yeah. the United States being you know not run by religion. Um, it's 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 all there. It's in the Constitution and everything, or it's in the preamble, I think. Or it's, in the con it's in the Constitution. Yes, it's in the Constitution and the preamble. Sorry, God. Um, I'm, I'm like all over the place because I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to get my head around the fact that this is still, that he still has a presence in Washington, that he's still in DC, that he still manages to dodge these um, accusations of being an extremist, and he's still being normalized by people right. who should be rightly uh, vilifying him or at least castigating him for, for the, the control that he's trying to, he and others are trying to exert over the nation. You know, I mean, it just seems to me that there are a lot of people in the Democratic Party who are perfectly fine with this. And uh, that really bothers me. So, I mean, I do have a problem with him, but he's like, he's, he's like the fucking Nazis. It's like, they're going to do what they do. Sorry, am I yelling again? <laughs> no, not at all. My ear... <laughs> No, I, I mean, I yelled so loud, I just made it pop right out. I'm just so <laughs> mad. But it's it, the, the part where people are getting are, are allowing this to be normalized is is yeah. very very disturbing to me. These are hateful people who say hateful things. They have a long decades long track record of saying hateful shit and doing hateful shit. So why are we still acting as though it's like every three months everything gets reset for these people? You know, because they have power. That's why yeah. the reality is that, and, and you know, uh, as Ron would say, the post Reagan world we're in. We let that that we let them in when we opened the door to this whole idea about values voters that Reagan campaigned oh. on, and we've never been able to shut that door. And they, it's just increasing. You know, the the uh, CNP, which is an organization that has long been involved, it's a hard right Christian nationalist group. They fund candidates, they fund campaigns, they put activists and boots on the ground. They create policy bills. I would say they are probably the biggest reason that Roe was overturned. You know, so they've been doing this stuff behind closed doors for, you know, a couple decades now. And they've made it quite 40, clear. 40 yeah, years at least. Yeah. OK, so there you go. Uh, there's a, In fact, there's a great book, uh, The Shadow Network, um, about the CMP. I really highly recommend it. In fact, I'm going to try to get the author to come on Right Wing Insanity. But, um, you know, they their goal is to turn turn our law, our, our law of the land into Christian law. That is the absolute end goal here. And they don't see that as problematic in their worldview. They believe that the United States is a Christian nation and that we were founded on Christian principles. Never mind that that's not true. I mean, we were founded on religious tolerance and religious tolerance requires that you don't have any given religion in command position, that you accept other people's beliefs because they're also willing to accept yours, right? You can't have freedom and one guy in charge, those things are absolutely mutually exclusive. Right. But that they don't care at this point. And, you know, a lot of the times I, um, the thing that I'm seeing that I'm concerned about too, is that there, a lot of these groups are now like just letting go of this idea of democracy in a way, right? For a long time, they've been trying to work, um, you know, how do we get people to agree with our views? 
you know, democracy is good. They've, they've played all of the, you know, the sound clips for that, the sound bites, so people believe that they're not fascist. But now they've gotten to the point where they realize they can't win through democracy, right? They're just never going to convince enough people to agree with them. And so now, you know, you like in the clip with Nick Fuentes, he's one of them. They're like, no, I want fascism. I want the police to come in here and to shut everything down. And if you don't want to be a Catholic, then fuck you. You're going to be killed or put in the cemetery, uh, be killed or put in the prison, right? So one or the other, cemetery, prison. That's basically what he was saying in that clip, right? I mean, yeah, and he said worse than that as well. And oh, he's, he's definitely said worse than that. It's, I, I just, it's, it's really repulsive to me that lawmakers who are, you know, supposed to be the ones who are uh, listening to all their constituents are listening to people like Fuentes, but that's because they're fellow travelers who want to use people. They're fellow travelers, I agree. Their own ideologies, yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. But yeah, as, and as far as the CNP goes, I, I would also like to point out that I, I don't know if I could call them a one-to-one um, uh, uh, overlap, but they are definitely part of uh, the Tanton Network, which was the anti-immigrant yeah. network that was uh, founded by John Tanton. John Tanton, yeah, we've And about they it. are overtly eugenicists, and they are the ones oh, 100%. who- 100%. They're white supremacists. I mean, John yeah. Tanton wants to people. get rid of birthright. He doesn't think birthright should be a thing. Like, he yeah, was it, actually actively trying to figure out how to get rid of that. That's insane. And so are they. I mean, it's exactly the same yeah. people. And, and they're funding, like, all this uh, disinformation about the U.S.-Mexico border. I was a border reporter right. for 10 years. Um, I can tell you that there's a lot of nonsense. They're the, also the ones who are doing, like they were doing all those nasty, fucked up experiments on um, women and girls, not just women and girls, but, you know, in um, immigration detention, um, yeah. sterilizing people without their consent. They've been doing that in, in country after country for, for decades, you know, and, and these are all people affiliated with this network, with CNP, yeah. with the Tanton Network. They are extremely powerful and they are pushing their ideology as deeply yeah, as they just- can. US. I think it's important if you're talking about the John Tanton. So uh, one of his organizations, FAIR, uh, the, you know, Trump appointed at DHS to oversee oh, immigration. So at least, at least eight, at least mm-hmm. eight of, that I'm aware of that were from one of the John Tanton organizations. This is a group, and just so people are clear on this, this is a group that isn't just opposed to illegal immigration. They're opposed to all immigration. They are white nationalists. They think the country needs to be white. If they could figure out how to move the Overton window past not just illegal, but like let's deport brown and black folks, they will do that. That is absolutely on their agenda. Yeah, they've absolutely done it. And um, they're they're 100% affiliated with CNP, which means they're affiliated with FRC, which means they're affiliated. Yeah, they're isn't affiliated. it wild that all yeah. of these people like go think to themselves, I think Jesus Christ had the right principles. Like have they, have any of them actually read? <laughs> no, they haven't. That's the other thing. It's just I don't like, think any of them have fucking read the Bible. I read the it's Bible. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, I'm not a Christian, but I, I mean, I at least know what Jesus Christ taught, and it just doesn't, it's not simpatico with what these guys claim. They would have out. deported him first. Oh, 100%. He wasn't white. Like, they always have the, <laughs> remember the whole white Jesus thing? Oh, God, let's not even go oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Brooke, can you tell everybody where they can find you if they want to follow you? I know the last time you were on, people just loved you. So I want to make sure that they can find you. I don't know if you're on Mastodon now or Twitter. Or what. Yes, I am on Mastodon. I am uh, Brooklyn Marie at Mastodon.lol. Um, okay. That was, I, I also have a presence on Mastodon Social and Journa Host. It's all Brooklyn Marie, but I'm never on those two. I was like fucking around with them over the years. Mastodon.lol. You can LOL. combine them to one, by the way. Oh, I can't? I thought yeah. I couldn't. Oh, well, you shit. can. Well, I'll, do I'll, that. I'll tell you how later. Um, also, just so everybody knows, I actually created a Mastodon account uh, yesterday, so I have one now too. 
Nice. And I'm on Twitter from time to time because so many journalists are still on there and I want to go harass them uh, as Brooklyn Marie. And uh, but mostly uh, the stuff that I do on there is like it's really exhausting and depressing. It's like Facebook now. I just I go on there and it's like it just feels bad. So yeah. uh I, I go over to Mastodon to look at pictures of cats generally. I don't know, man. I think that all of this might have finally, like, I grew up online. I loved it. I was, I've always been a big internet proponent. I was a very early adopter. I've been online since the 80s in one way or another. But this may have just cured me of being online permanently. After this shit's over with, I might just, like, go live out in the woods somewhere. Yeah, I mean, Twitter's just turning back into the cesspool it was in 2016 when you got trolled by Nazis all day. It's like, oh my god, it's just like 2016 again, and it only it's yeah. worse because everybody should know better, and they fucking know. don't. They're acting, they're all acting like the reset button hit, button got hit. Like people are like journalists are talking about Donald Trump's campaign like it's normal. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I know we're headed into the 2024, so this will be fun. Um, oh. Ah. Anyway, all right. So I guess that's the show. Uh, Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, appreciate your thoughts, um, especially on the trans stuff in San Diego, because I know that's really local to you. Um, and everybody, have a great afternoon. Yeah, don't let the bastards grind you down. Yeah. <laughs>